In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because the plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I'm Joseph A. I'm Dominique Sawadis. I'm Shard B. I'm Brian B. I need you to turn your hey. first of all. Wait a minute. Did you forget hey. that we were savages out here? We savages out here, Jay. I can't with you. Too bad we can't use that for now. That we protested Tuesday and yesterday. Oh, how was that? Hmm. Let me tell you how my African husband got up there and spoke amongst about 500 people. When I tell you I was turned on. Did you give him some later? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, then. That's my boo. Shoot. And in the beginning, in the beginning <laughs> he like pointed me out. And so everybody started looking at me. I was like, yes, that's my man. <laughs> uh, <are> you- <laughs> That's right. We are pro marriage on the plug. Yes, yes. I sent you the uh, the link. I recorded him. He was just talking about how when he in his country, you know, the guys are super free spirited. You know what I mean? Like moms don't really worry about their sons from a young age. Like you go out, they come back when they're hungry. Right. You know what I mean? And nobody really talks, no says much about it. You know. So when he came to America, it was a culture shock to him that I would be worried if he was gone for too long or mm-hmm. if um, he would, he is just starting to get into the habit of telling me before he goes to the store. And I was trying to explain to him that it's not about me trying to control you or any of that. I'd be worried. God forbid something happens to you. I never knew that you was even gone. Right. You'd be like, you could get pulled over and it's over for you. You know? Yeah. I don't know that. So it's not about me wanting to control you. You know what I mean? I just want to know you're okay. So when he got up there and said that, like it really touched my heart because you are listening. You know what I mean? And he's like, I never understood racism because in his country, you don't worry. They don't have to worry about that. Right. You know, It's whole different. I'm telling you, it's whole different. Right. So he's like, now I get it. Like, I right. know if I do need to tell, Hey, I'll be right back. You know, cause He's a grown man, and I don't want him to feel like I'm controlling him. But right. there's been times that I'm like, babe, babe, uh, babe, <laughs> do not look outside the car going, wait a minute. <laughs> like, right. You could have told me, hey, I'll be right back. I'm about to go on a beer run because most of the time it's him running to the store to get a, some beer. Yeah. Okay, well, Jesus, you never know what can happen in this society that we live you in, don't. you know? It and he's not only black, he's a foreigner. Right. You know, like... And that was kind of...
In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because the plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. It's kind of crazy because, I mean, we're, and this is kind of like our, our, what is this, like our pre- talk before we actually get into our topics but like I, it was crazy because i don't know if i had said to you or said to somebody else but a lot of people that come and i use this phrase and it, i don't mean it to be disrespectful um but africans that come off the boat like to, in today's modernized time like they just come from africa or that over from that area it's like they don't understand the struggle that black african americans go through here because right it's whole different. And that was one of the questions I had asked my, even my oldest son, I was like, do you think that black people celebrate or appreciate African history or are we in love with our culture that started because of our struggle here as black Americans? But even down to our food, like we've perfected the scraps that the masters had given. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's not African food. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. It's not. But we've made it. We kind of we've kind of grown to make it our own. And right. you know, so it's it's kind of like like I've been dealing with even my own, I guess, culture identity, identity yeah. because of how we got here. You know, I, I've been kind of struggling with that for like the last few days, ever since this whole the whole riots have been taking place, the protesting, the craziness, even with our pre- like our government. Like I've been like in like angry because I'm like, yo, I'm pissed because people who still have this white supremacist act like attitude feel like we're beneath them, and then I'm mad at my past of heritage, so to speak, because we were sold. So it was like, okay, so where do we fall? We're like caught in the middle. Like I don't yeah. even it's kind of I don't know how to really feel. Like we they say we come from African kings and queens, but I'm like, no, I came from Norfolk General Hospital in Virginia. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it just it just it I'm it just irritates me. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. I just feel like at the end of the day I am who God says I am. Right. A child of the most high, you know what I mean, regardless of all the extras. You know what I'm saying? And especially like when we as Christians that are um, grounded and rooted, you know, there's a lot of people who grew up without parents, you know what I mean? And find peace in knowing that God is my Abba Father, you know? So I don't know. It's crazy. Could wreck our brains trying to make sense of all of it, or we can make the most of it, you know? We could. I mean,. At this point, yeah. it's kind of like, where do you fall in? Like, it, it reminds me of, you know, because we're in Christ, we're a new creation. You know, old things have passed things away right, and right, all right. things have become new. And that kind but of as just, humans, we want balance, though. We want balance, you know? Yes. Like, we want to know, like, there's a strong yearning to understand, like, where do we come from? And, yeah. you know, because this, and it, it 
it answers a lot of questions. Like if I understand where I come from or at least have an idea, this part of why I do what I do kind of makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the Because I can say when I met my father, I like right. to have not known him for 15 years of my life and to meet him and see the similarities. Yeah. And it made me have understanding like, oh my God, so funny. Like, my mom is not like a sweet eater. She only eats something sweet when it's like that time of the month, you know? Okay. But I have always been crazy about sweets. And every time we would go to dollar stores, I would always buy like all these candy bars and like all this stuff. And I had a drawer mm-hmm. right um, next to my bed, my nightstand, that I would put all of my candy in. So I meet my dad, fast forward, I meet my dad. And I'm like hanging out in his room. And he reaches over in his nightstand opens his drawer and it's all this candy in it. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> it was so wild to me. Like, this is where I get it from. <laughs> right. And I never even knew him. You know? Like, That's crazy. So it's crazy. And it's the same type of candy bars that I like to eat. And mm-hmm. it's, okay. <laughs> so it was an instant, okay, I get it. It's a connection there, you know? It's a connection. And that's what we want. Like, I mean, ultimately, we want to have that connection. Because we're human, you know, God made us to be able to have, you know, interaction, have family. That was his original intent. And we still have those intents within us to want to be connected or be a part of something and someone. So, you know, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's is what it is, right? You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I am your host, Joseph A. And we are live because I don't know what Dominique is doing right now. She, Jay, I'm trying to order a graduation cake. We're doing a graduation thing for the kids tomorrow. For all the children Wait, graduating. We got to go. I'm ordering a cake. <laughs> we got to go pay some bills. We'll be right back. We just jumped into the conversation. So we'll be back. <laughs> People Living Under Bye. Grace. What's up, everybody? You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I am Joseph A. with... Me. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I'm trying to multi- I be trying to multitask, yo. yo this, yo. Sorry. I'm a mom. A, we have a schedule. I'm a dad. We have a, a schedule. I'm a leader in church. Listen. Oh, I'm I trying know to we- keep it fly by getting my, keeping my toes up so my husband <laughs> is still rub my feet. I ain't trying yeah. to cut him. So speaking of your right. husband, so Dominique, you said that yesterday, or when was this? Yes, was it yesterday that there was a protest that was had in Chico? These people in Chico have been protesting every day this week. Okay, so anyway, so you sent me a video of your husband doing a speech, and I'm assuming that it was impromptu, so I wanted our listeners to take a listen to it. Like, everybody profiled me around here. It never affect me because I'm cute. And I'm quick to cut you. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the situation. Yo, enable for all this racism stuff to stop. We gotta be together, man. Like I don't belong here, but I feel like I belong here. You know, if you go back to history, 90% here together, America will race. But if we stay on this mentality, like Oh, I'm better than you. He's darker. He's... Go look at the people by the color of his skin. You know, 
look by the heart. Deal with the people. If you don't have a black friend, get one. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I just want to thank everybody here, man. I feel like the way the things are going, we're going to have change. And my kids can definitely be in a peaceful place, you know? Like, I don't care about me. I just care about them. They're going to be the future, you know? And, um, yeah, I just want to say to all black people, man, Y'all need to invite this folk to the cookout. Right. <laughs> Wait, but the, the part that I actually liked about it when I first uh, played it was this one. It's crazy because I used to leave the house be like, I'm going to the store for like half an hour. If I take like 35 minutes, she'll call me. Hey, where you at? In my mind, it was like, yo, this girl is controlling me every step that I'm doing. <laughs> You know, I never realized the racism thing around here. She was calling me to protect me, like, yo, make sure you're good, you're okay, you know? Like, everybody profiled me around here. And I like, that was, that, that was, that was actually dope, I mean, that he acknowledged that. What was your, what was going on in your head when you heard that? I was like, oh, he finally gets it. <laughs> 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 oh my god so it's been going it's been crazy these last what, what, what are we in week two now i've I've kind of lost track but i haven't lost track but it's been so much going on yeah i think it is week two it's definitely week two um but the so world is showing out the man world is i'm telling you the world and i just uh, yesterday so i sang about three times at the protest yesterday mm-hmm um, and prior to the first time I spoke, I could not stop crying. Yeah. When I first moved out here, there's a um, a town called Paradise. Yeah. Um, and it was actually the one affected by, by the, the fire. fire. Like the entire okay. town burned down. Yeah. Um, but I was always told, don't go up to Paradise. It's a bunch of racist people up there, all the extras. And it just so happened I ended up getting a job up there. <laughs> and I'm telling you, everywhere I went, my heart pounded. Like, okay, am I going to approach somebody white that's not going to be cool. I got these group home kids with me. Um, well, that group home kids, the kids that lived at the group home, let me right, say it right. that way, um, with me, am I going to have to check him professionally or am I going to lose it? You know what I mean? Like right. it was just all types of stuff that went through my mind and to see someone come up there and speak on behalf of the people in Par- uh, from paradise and then apologize for the way that he thought once upon a time and like the stuff that he said in the past, you know what I mean? Like it just really broke me down. Like, you know, I appreciate you, you know? And it's so many people that I've had to correct that. Oh, now y'all want to like, who cares when somebody white gets it? Right. The fact is that they got it. You know what I mean? Like, stop bashing them. You know, like I posted something, uh, of these officers holding up signs that said black lives matter. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, it just so happened. I know a news reporter from Kansas city mm-hmm. and I'm friends with her on Facebook and she was there and she said it was sad because they took that picture. And when she went to go interview, but by the time she was able to interview them, people were bashing them. And she was like, they didn't even want to give a statement. And I'm like, 
that's sad. Like the point is for us to be able to reach somebody and change their minds. Right. So what we do, don't act like that. You know. Right. I get it. I mean, it just sucks. It does. It does. It's it's unfortunate because I feel like what our grandparents and what our parents had to deal with, we're still having to deal. Even my great great grandparents, what they had to deal with, like it's just it's unreal. You know, we think about 2020 and forward thinking and forward movement, and we're still dealing with stuff that we were dealing with 400 years ago in this country. And it's like, enough is enough. Like, when is this going to stop? Like, <laughs> it's like, when is this going to stop? I mean, so ridiculous. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I know that the NFL, um, the commissioners of the NFL, uh, Roger Good. Dell says that the league was wrong for not listening to its players. Um, a lot of people know uh, or remember Colin Kaepernick, who played for some, I think it was, what was it, um, in California? I want to say he played the football. Niners. Who? Jay. I can't remember. I, 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 read, I read so much. So, um, the Niners, Jay. The Niners. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a football. I, listen, if it's not Philadelphia Eagles, it's just not what it is. Um, shout okay. out to Philadelphia. Um, so he played for the Niners. Um, and I think it was like for six seasons. And he was responsible for starting or, or for initiating a movement of taking a knee. And he got a lot of slack for that. During the and national anthem. For the not during the national anthem. And now it's like now the NFL wants to apologize. But let me tell you something else. I was just, I'm actually throwing, going through a text dialogue right now with my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, because during the protests, everybody was like, you know, I sang the national, an- I mean, the black national anthem. And everybody was saying like, let's take a, they announced for everyone to take a knee while I was singing. Um, and my cousin refuses to take a knee because she says, she said that same knee is what uh, took Colin Kaepernick's career from him. And it also took uh, George Floyd's last breath, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. she's refusing to take a knee. And it got me thinking, like, I'm so sick of white people taking our stuff and perverting it. You know what I mean? Like, right. like why Colin, was, why, can Colin I Kaepernick you? started that. Right. But let me ask a question. What was, so they wanted to take a knee, the the majority wanted to take a knee during the time when you were singing the the Black National Anthem? Lift yes. Lift voice and sing? Yes. So I wouldn't, I mean, for me personally, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have taken a knee for that because I would have stood in that in solidarity with the general public with in, in regards to that song. I think right, I could see that. differently. Right. Right. I can see that. In this thing. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. And I think for them it was like out of a respect thing, you know? Yeah. But my cousin is like she's refusing in general to take a knee anymore. Well, we gotta also understand too, like this is how the enemy works too. Like God creates in the the enemy, he tries to he perverts it. So I mean and once then and it's right. Colin took a knee for a statement to actually stand up for the injustice of black Americans in this country and Chauvin, whatever his name is, the police officer responsible for George Floyd's death need like kneeled on his neck as a, as, as what he thought was 
um, necessary. I can't even think of the word right now. Restraint, get, you know, to right. keep him bound. And that's not, it's not the same thing. Like I do get what your cousin is saying, but I, it's not necessarily the same thing. And I really, it goes right. back to intention. Like what's your intent? Like my right. intention is to show solidarity, not to bring hatred or hurt. Right. So it's, 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 it's a, it's a weird, we're living in a weird it time. Is. It is. We're living in a weird time. Like I know Al Sharpton, um, I guess he announced two days ago that he, he, along with Martin Luther King, the third are in the works for planning the March on Washington, 2020 on August 28th, which actually is the 57th anniversary of Dr. King's March on Washington. When he gave the, I have a dream speech. I'm just, it's just so crazy. But at the same time, it shows it shows the level of commitment that we honor our legacy because we, like, I don't know about, like, I can speak probably maybe your family too. My family, like, we have, like, we pass down names, right? So, like, my middle name is Austin. I get that from my grandfather. My first name is Joseph. My grandfather on my dad's side was named Joseph. But we, but my also my grandfather's brother's middle name was joseph too so we kind of like recycle i won't say recycle but we pass down names and you know certain family legacies and traditions that we do and it's just amazing how unfortunately we have to do this march on washington situation again because america still hasn't learned but at the same time it, it does show the the honor if you will that we have towards our legacy to at least do it on the same on the on the anniversary date. I mean, I think it's much more powerful than just doing it on a regular what September fourth because that's what Labor Day or July fourth of that matter. Which, by the way, I'm not doing any July fourth quick uh, cookouts. I was just about to say that. No more <laughs> June nineteenth all day every day. Not I my ain't Independence Day. doing no red, white, and blue. <sighs> I ain't gonna do it. What's wild though? I will celebrate July fifth because that's when yeah. Cape Verdeans were free nice yes when they do, portuguese like came up under them um That's what's up. so yeah yeah they were free from the portuguese people and gained it's, their independence it's just crazy i know i wanted to have this conversation with you too and i and i don't i, I have to tread lightly with this this next bit of segment so to speak because i don't want to have social media or people looking at me like this did this dude just say that I was reading, um, it wasn't an article, but I was just looking up some of the people that have passed away because at the hands of um, police brutality, right? And I was looking up, I looked up for whatever, oh, I know what happened. I was on Facebook yesterday morning and Viola Davis, shout out to Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. Um, she okay. posted like whole, um like these series of uh, videos from Sandra Bland. And I didn't know that Sandra Bland had like, it wasn't a podcast, but it was like a video excerpts that she used to do. Um, and we were like saying it's called, they were called Sandy Speaks. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I was looking, I was like, oh, this, this girl looks really familiar. And when she said it's called Sandy Speaks, I was like, Sandra Bland. So I'm listening to a lot of her, her um, stuff and her nuggets. And she was dropping nuggets left and right, left and right, left and right. And what, then they showed after that, I guess somebody had put like a collage of videos together. They showed after that her stop when she was stopped in Texas by the police officer. Um, they showed the dashboard camera 
of the altercation that took place, um, the yelling from her, the yelling from him, the arrest, so on and so forth. And um, I ended up researching it just a little bit more because I thought, and I was misinformed, I thought she died on the way to jail, but actually she died in police custody in jail. Um, But some stuff that came about in that, because you know people want to tell all your business after you die, right? So they're like, oh, she had this, that, and the third, so on and so forth. Like, she had this um, this charge, she had that, this, that, and the third. Not taken away from the fact that she was, I believe that she was murdered, like the general consensus does. Um, okay. But what I don't, what I wish that we would tell our community, right? I know that there were some issues that she had her traffic stop before previously because she didn't have insurance or something was going on with her license, whatever. Doesn't Who neg- cares? that she was assaulted and mistreated by a police officer, right? But this is the right. point I'm getting at. The point that I'm getting at is I wish that we would have more conversations with our children in, in our community to say, listen, it's bad enough. And I won't say bad in the sense that, you know, you should be ashamed of what you look like, right? It's it's crazy enough that we're Black. Let's not, let's make sure that we're at least trying to be productive citizens and not give anybody a reason to mess with us. You get what I'm saying? Like drawing more attention to ourselves. And so, I get what you're saying as far as... Um, in general acting a court I I get what you're saying but at the same time I have to disagree with you because I feel like that's equivalent to you telling some girl don't wear no short skirt if you don't want to be raped no don't touch me you know what I mean I don't give a rat's crack what I'm wearing don't touch me don't tell me all the reason why you got raped is because you was wearing that no you know what I mean? The reason why you got murdered is because you black and you was wilding out. So was my was my white friends. But did nobody touch them? No, and I get what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, and I'm not, and this is why I had to kind of like tread lightly with this conversation because I'm not coming at out of the box to say that it was right. I'm not saying any of that. I get, no, I totally get what, you say, what you're saying because like I've mentioned in other episodes, like when I walk into any classroom, I'm sitting in the front because I want to go against the stereotypes right. Right, of right, right. black people just come to a classroom to act a fool or, you know what I mean? Or right. they're not smarter. They're not about to apply themselves fully. No, I'm about to be a part of every discussion. Exactly. I'm sitting in the front. I'm not about to be in the back. So I get what you're saying with that, but yeah. I also feel like something's got to change. You Something know, definitely like... has to change for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, but I get, I get what you're saying because I still tell my kids at the protest, y'all talking out loud and walling out, sit down and be quiet. But not because you're black kids, because y'all need to act accordingly. Right. There's a time and a place for everything. Period. Like, like, and I now's guess, not the time for you to be hopping off the stage and playing and doing all the extras. <laughs> sit right. down and shut up. Like even, even aside from race, right? Being, being that we are, as people, not giving somebody else the the reason to like it's it's crazy like if i drive if i drive right now like if i like let's say if i don't have insurance and i get pulled and they say you don't have insurance that's my fault because i don't have insurance now that is my should fault. it cost your life 
Should've but it should right. It should not cost my life. That's where the difference right. comes in. And I feel right. like if if we did more teaching as a black community, not to be scared or to do it to prevent, but just so that we can I feel like a lot of times we look we are always the ones that have to look over our shoulder if we're doing something. We all know that uncle that is riding around dirty. We all have right. somebody that is, you know, that that can boost, you know, with the best of them. Not saying that, and I'm not saying that I ain't, I haven't, you know, purchased no bootleg videos before. But you know, say right, right is right and wrong is wrong. But when we regardless put of your skin out there, we don't the grace that we you know what I'm saying. Like we know better, so we should do better. Here's the thing, everybody, because there's been multiple times, and I was talking to somebody about the George Floyd video. Mm-hmm. Dude wasn't being no extra. He wasn't at all. At he all. was compliant the whole time and still died. Did you? Did so you I feel like the, the the background of that story was. No, I'm trying to not even watch the video because no, I don't no, want to get it wasn't involved. even in the video. It was allegedly he was at a convenience store, and oh yeah, I heard that a twenty dollar bill that was fake. Right, and the and the person called the police. We I don't know if they've even confirmed that. Or if they've denied that. But. Right, and then someone else was saying he was writing a bad check. Like, it's just a bunch of nonsense. Regardless, the man shouldn't have died. He was totally compliant, died, with, compliant with the police. You know right. what I mean? Like, no. It wasn't cool. Like, I just, I and like I said, I have to, I feel like I have to put, like, height. I get what you're saying because yeah. as black parents, we do have to teach our kids. Right. Like, we were taught. Right. Act accordingly because people are already ready to judge you exactly. as soon as they look at you. Exactly. So I understand that and that we should be on top of our stuff to not give them more of a reason to be shady Mm -hmm. or not give them a reason that, God forbid, if something happens, they can twist and turn the situation. But at the same time, like I said, I'm thinking about the rape culture. Don't tell me what was you. Well, what were you wearing? Who cares? Right. How were you acting? Were you were you you probably should have been drunk like that. Excuse me. I get what you're saying in that, Dominique, and that is, it is similar, but it's different because it's not, it, in the, an authoritative figure abusing their power in that particular situation, like with the ones that we're talking about with police brutality, that's, that's one thing. But I think we keep missing to put it back on the authority figure. Right. That's we are regular. Issue. They're the ones that's trained exactly. to deal with this situation. You know what I mean? So exactly. when you pull someone over and they don't have insurance, it should not cost them their lives. Right. Keep it calm. You know yes. what I mean? Get out of your feelings. Exactly. Because you and, were trained for this. Right. Move forward. It's it's crazy. Like we, I know in your job, and I'm sure in, in my job too, being an educator, we are trained, and I've worked with students with autism. We are trained to not react, but to respond. And even and if to take fly, your biases out of your job, out of the equation. And if they fly off the handle and want to hit you, you have to be in your, you have to be confident within yourself to be like, you know what? Okay. So don't take this personal, calm down. You have to deescalate yourself first so that you can better respond to the situation. And I think right. a lot of the times these police officers are so act reactive instead of being proactive, they're reactive. And I don't know right. what that's about. What is that? Protect and serve is not even a thing anymore. I don't even want to even... scary people signing up to be police officers. There's too many of them that were bullied in high school. And if you're scared, then why are you signing up? 
Right. It was too many of them. I was bullied in high school, and now they you get a thrill a out of right being able to. Because I already know if I see a police officer get behind me, my heart is instantly pounding. And it oh. shouldn't be like that. Like I should feel like, oh shoot, yes, a police officer behind me. I'm, I feel protected. You know what I mean? Right. No, we shouldn't be afraid to see a police officer, even if they're not even thinking about us. Right. As soon as a police officer gets on the freeway and it just so happens they're behind me, I'm on alert. It that's not right. how it should be. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I should feel secure. Like okay, cool. God forbid if something happens while we're on the road, this police officer is going to respond. You know, and save me. It's just, it's, it's honestly, it's crazy. And I remember, I don't think, I, I don't know if I told you that when I was on my way to Virginia, I, um, I was stopped. Of course. And on I was that stopped. one road that everybody gets stopped on? On, the, in Delaware on, on 13. Yeah, I was stopped and my heart was pounding and I had to, I had to, I had to remain calm for myself first. Actually, no, rewind. I had to remain calm for my kids first. And then for myself, because I didn't want them to kind of get, I didn't want them to get like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And and then that gets me crazy. But it's, we shouldn't have to deal with that. Like it, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that. But one thing that comes to mind too is the, is the curse of slavery and the curse of Jim Crow and all that stuff over 400 years of, of sorrow and pain and struggle is still rearing its ugly head with even in our own culture that we feel like we don't, as a culture, we don't feel as though that we'll ever get ahead. So many of us decide that we're going to just take the easy road out and just do any and everything. And then we get, (laughs) we get caught. Like it's, our mentality has to change in order for change to really take place. Our mentality has to change. Everyone's mentality needs to change. White people need to stop thinking they're superior than us and that we're equal. Have you gotten any apologies? Apologies from who? From from white people to say that they're sorry. At the protests. Like, I've had people come up to me, like, when we first started doing racial diversity and equity at my job, before all this really, like, this rioting stuff, like, last year, somebody apologized to me for, for them being white. And not realizing their white privilege, well, and I was like, I don't, ap- you don't really need you to apologize to me for being white. I just need you to acknowledge that you have white privilege and let's move forward. I right. can't, you can't help that you're white. Just like I can't help that I'm black. Right. You don't have to <laughs> apologize for being white, but I would like for you to be bold. If somebody tries to judge me off my black, yeah, tell them that that's not right. My blackness. Right. Jesus. It's crazy. You're listening to The Plug. People living under grace will be right back after these words from our sponsors. So why do, you a, a, why do you have a Jay, Marvel? Jay, I got to get away from Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Ross opened up at the wrong right time. The wrong right time. Oh my gosh. What happened to the house? Well, we, we're moving? We're still waiting. Oh, we've been moving. We've been moving in faith for sure. And I'm definitely going to continue packing and That's continue making purchases. From my family room, <laughs> like I was mentioning earlier, this princess. marble table that I'm riding around. <laughs> Jay, I got a whole marble table in my trunk and a bench. I can't because ain't no space. I can't move it into my apartment just to turn around and move it back. I already got two items in there that I moved in, and my husband gets pissed. <laughs> of course, I can imagine. I told you our other car is filled to capacity. You can't even drive it. 
because even the driver's seat has stuff that I purchased from at Ross. Home goods that I purchased I just need from at Ross. And I am currently doing this podcast in the Ross parking lot. In the Ross. So you're going back to Ross? I'm waiting. No, what do you mean? I'm going back. I'm already here. I'm waiting for an open. Oh, that's right. 951. Oh, that's open great. At what time? Open at 10. And we're back. We're, you're listening yeah, to the plug, People Living Under Grace. Uh, so we are, are we at Ross right now? I am definitely at Ross. I just can't help myself. <laughs> Could you wait till you get the house first, Dominique? Jay, don't play with me. You walk by faith, walk by sight. That is my house. My poor kids, though, they ain't got, they gonna have to do without that third row. Because I got stuff. I've been piling stuff back there. Okay. I had a vase. A bench, <laughs> my marble table. <laughs> yeah, man. Jay can is just, bomb, though. Can I just tell you, I can't wait to see it when I come out there and we can actually do the podcast live together. That'll be so dope. Um, nice. So it's crazy. And, and you know, I'm really kind of reflective of the time that we're in as we were talking about our last segment. And I'm glad that you, at least, like, I understand when conversations on the plug can get definitely heated. I don't think that's not one of our heated moments, but it can definitely get heated. It's it's unfortunate the way that we live in now. I remember growing up, um, my mom used to tear my behind up if I had a bad report from school. And you know what the, the one thing that my mom will always say to me? You're a representation of yourself and me and our household. And I never understood, I didn't understand what that meant. At that time, because you know we're like seven, what seven, six, eight. What type of bad reports did you get? What is that? Oh, I you don't you oh this was before you came to um to the Western Branch side. Like I used to get in the principal's office all the time. Like really? I used to show out in front of those white teeth. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how. And I had to get on my fifth graders um at my at my school this past year. I was like, yo, y'all want to talk about racism? Because they're quick to be like, I don't know if you remember when we were in high school and a white teacher would tell us no or tell us something that we didn't want to hear. Oh, they racist. Okay. Was that <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. So anyway, so I remember in I'm middle sure school. I'm sure that's, y'all, we always pulled a black card. We always pulled a black card. I remember in middle school, um, we had, you know, white teachers. And it was a culture shock because we went from Southwestern to Western Branch Middle School. So it was a complete culture shock. And from there, it was like we're at Western Branch Middle School, all these white teachers, and they're telling us these black kids no. And we're immediately like, oh, you're racist. You're racist. And I used to end up in the principal's office all the time, like all the time, because I was either cutting up, not doing what I was supposed to be doing, or ultimately just not doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, And I remember my mom said to me, like, yo, you need to chill like in so many words, like you need to calm down. And then later on in life, my grandfather, later on in my child rearing life, my grandfather would be like, yo, you're black. <laughs> you need to stop. Like my grandfather was the is, expectation is for you to be clowning. Right. Like it's cause the, cause we're already looked at already as different. And my grandfather always, my grandfather is as dark as, like, he's he's dark-skinned. Like, he, that dude is dark-skinned. And he know, like, he served in the military. Like, he's aware. Like, this dude is culturally aware. You know? And that's the one thing that also bothers me, too. A lot of, if not all of the lectures that I've had with my grandfather has prepared me for this time. 
And it's unfortunately shown me because I would think like this dude is talking crazy. Like nobody's acting like that now. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I think I know that things are bad, but things can't be that bad now. And to see from what he was telling me about his growing up and trying to prepare me and, you know, always like, you know, be cool, be, you know, do what you got to do, you know, save your money, this, that, and the third. And now we're in a pandemic and everything's on on shutdown or was now we're revisiting the pandemic to pandemic of racism. And it's like everything that he lectured me about is happening now. So I'm just kind of like, wow, it's just, it, it's bothersome. It, it bothers me. Can we talk about what I used to get in trouble about? You used to get in trouble. I wish that I got in trouble for not no. getting good grades. Like my, I used to get lectured about getting good grades. And that was another thing too. You need to do better. Like it's almost like you have to, I heard it on Olivia. Um, on Scandal. Jay, you didn't even let me tell you I was. No, I know what you're about to say. It's like you have grade. to do. You have to be what? twice as better to get half of what they got. But Dominique, you got in trouble because you got to be. It wasn't about my grades. It was about oh. my mouth. Oh, that. Yeah, to that too. So I would, I would open my report cards, and the first thing I would look at is if the teacher checked controlled unnecessary talking. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny that I'm doing a podcast right now, but control <laughs> that's based off talking. But that I never worried about my grades. It was always, oh my God, did I get control unnecessary talking? Because that's what I was gonna get in trouble for all the time. But I now I talk freely, shoot. You ain't shut me up. Say what I want to say. <laughs> it's crazy. But you, right. you one day and one day in hopes to get paid to actually talk. Right, sure. Listen, I'm all well, about I mean, it. I do. I advocate for people. I mean, but you got you offer a lot of great wisdom and insight. I mean, yeah. and I am a good listener. You are. And that counts for something. Janet moved over to the TJ Maxx line. I, I'm just so. Is the line outside? It is outside, and I really haven't stood in line. I refuse to stand in line for Ross. It just, just so happened I got you. there at the right time. You know, and I was able to walk in as soon as they opened that. TJ Maxx opens up at ten. It's fifty-seven. I can't believe that we're having line for us to just about walk TJ Maxx and Ross on the on on the plug. Like, here's come the on thing, now. Jay. Here's a, buying houses. I need to furnish my house. I mean, listen. We, <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk about where we go from here, what our outlook looks like, and. How to better ourselves on the plug. You are listening to the plug, people living under grace. We'll be back. I mean, if you, you've already gotten the card. So, in other news, Riverdale creator says show will do better after actors criticizes underuse of black characters on screen. The executive producers of the CW's Riverdale has promised to show that the show will do better after a cast member posted a message to social media that criticized television, <laughs> that criticized television shows that underutilize black characters or portray them reaching? as criminals. Oh, okay. That part. Okay, yeah. Um, apparently we have Canadian actress, Vanessa Morgan, who plays Tony Topaz on Riverdale, who wrote on social media and said that they is tired. Of black yeah, characters. 
oh. <laughs> of characters. Oh, Shut up. Of characters <laughs> and actors being only used in ads for diversity, but not actually in the show. That's actually interesting because I, I was telling you about um you actually I think you might have reposted the post that I had put up with Deval. He was talking about bringing clarity to Blackout Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted something on his social media earlier. I can't find it, but it was it was actually it was very forward thinking and very like we're digging our heels into this thing and we're not letting go. Um, him and his wife do a lot of publicity and um, advertising for companies and stuff like that, and so their publicist or their agent um, manager, sorry, had sent a letter to one particular outlet or whatever. Um, casting agent and it was like they're not interested because of x y and z and will not be the ellis name will not be used for um the promotion or advancement of anybody else's agenda and long story short you're not going to use our black talent we are black talent and you're not going to use us for your gain and gain put all the money in your pocket and that's not acceptable so i mean people are really standing in for this, what they believe and what we believe, willing to take pay cuts and pay losses. I mean, what's your thoughts, man? Um, the only way we're going to see change from white people is uh, by affecting their money. Yeah, we're big spenders. Black people are really big spenders, um, and if they start feeling it then maybe there'll be a change. You know what's interesting, Dominique? Somebody said to me, somebody put it on my social media page. They were like, I don't agree with this. I agree that we should do more black streaming of music, more black content on whatever, like video content or whatever. And I was like, do you not understand that if you withhold your dollar, period, they will feel the crunch of us holding our dollar. If we stream only black content on, you know, BET Plus or whatever, if we stream black content on on um, I, Apple Music or Spotify or Pandora or whatever, we're still streaming. The big execs are white. You can play 101 BET Plus shows, right? Mm-hmm. BET may be owned by a black woman. But Viacom, I believe, is the company that funnels all that. You have to. You can have a network, but you have to have. Um, what's it? What's um? You have to have a company. There's a company that produces and pushes all that content out on TV, and those are the ones that make the most money. So streaming all that is still putting money in their pockets. Right. So I just didn't understand what the the thought is, but um, as we wrap up this segment, what where do we go from here, Dominique? Like, what do we what do we do? Because um, I'm, I'm definitely in agreement with holding off on celebrating Fourth of July. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Um, and start putting our money in our community. The reason why our stuff is so hijacked is because there ain't enough people buying it. Right. So in order for black people to make a profit off of it they have to raise the price you know what i mean right because there's no one buying it if people start purchasing black products and um supporting black businesses then i feel like their stuff wouldn't be so high you know we just we need to keep our money between ourselves right because that's how white people feel it through their money 
they don't play about that. Right. And I read something that said, there's people don't F with the Jews. Not anymore. Because the Jews are own stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And they know they're going to take a big loss if they mess with that, you know? Yeah. And understanding too, like in the, in in a in a very small disclaimer, we're not just saying that all white people are racist. The majority, oh, no. like we're not even saying like I have, I know you have some majority of the people at the protest was white yesterday, right? And so, I and that's what brought tears to my eyes because I'm seeing people that got my back and that standing for me who don't even know me. You know what I mean? Right. Who are not black, and they're fighting for my kids' future. You know? Right. I appreciated that. There was a, um, a picture I think I posted on my social media not too long ago. It was a repost, and it was a lady who wrote on a cardboard paper. It was like, "I'm 66 years old, and I'm still I cannot and I cannot believe I'm still fighting for the, fighting against this. You know what? Like I think I posted that. Like, I think you reposted it. I think you I think you might have um, reposted it. People in their right, 80s right. that that marched with King, like Dr. King, like you know that were, that are white you know, ultimately, and then you got some people that are being, still being foolish out here, out here with signs that say black lives don't matter. Like, come on now. We, if we, there would be no United States, um, there wouldn't be a United States economy if it wasn't for black people. Let me tell you how I was confused yesterday. Some dude was across the street from the protest holding up a sign uh, on the opposite side of us because he wanted to show that he wasn't with us mm-hmm. uh, talking about school shootings or something, but he was like yelling something out and everybody started screaming to him. We love you. <laughs> like to go against, you know what I mean? His right. hatred or whatever, you know, his ill feelings towards what was going on. And like, it was crazy how the whole crowd was like, we love you. We love you. You know what I mean? To show like, we want peace among everybody. Why are you right. trying so hard to go against it? But then I was confused by his sign because I'm like, the people that's doing the school shootings are your people. <laughs> so. And they count, and they'll count that as they'll count that as um, mental illness. <laughs> he was mentally ill. Oh, he was mentally ill. All right, but don't let it be but somebody who was black. black. And you want right. to you want to you want to count us as oh they're oh oh we're we're I'm like, yo, you can't have it both ways. It's a nice bench, Jay. I'm done. Ashley shops. Well, <laughs> we leave you with this. We pray that all of you all stay very healthy, well, and safe during this time. Of yes, and keep the protest peaceful if you can. Exactly. Protest in peace. I mean, I get the rioting, you know, I get the, I get why Minneapolis rioted. I get that. They, I get the anger. I get the anger and the frustration. But the majority of the ones that happened after the fact, like in Atlanta or New York, that was just something to do <laughs> because you knew well, that you could possibly get away with it. All right. And uh, I will say, too, some white people are starting those. Let's not just put that off on our people. A lot of white yeah. people starting that mess. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm and, and want to put and want to point the finger, right? And that was to another make thing. us look bad, exactly. And that's what I was saying too earlier, Dominic. I was like, it's, I, it's it's a touchy it's a touchy thing. Like you don't, it's just we don't we already have the stigma of being black, and sometimes we find we honestly we fall for the bait and we go for it, and then once we we got our behinds out there and it's like uh oh we caught. 
when we fell into the trap, it's like, okay, now what do we do? We got to. Well, we I've seen stuff. Good. I've seen some posts of black people telling the people who are rioting, like, stop. Like, that's not what we're here for. Right. You know, like you're making, because that makes people lose focus of the bigger picture. Because now your focus is the building that's on fire. Okay. You lost focus of why the building is on fire? Right. Gee. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, protest and peace. The only way that we're going to be able to heal is by love. And honestly, the only way that the world is going to be healed is through Christ. Like, we ultimately, we have all these things that we want to talk about and things that we want to do. But ultimately, it's it's Christ. Right. I agree. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find. Oh, I wanna... Let's talk about these canisters, canisters that says Mama's Kitchen. Yes. <laughs> Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and i will forgive their sin and will heal their land so there you have it my people you are listening to the plug people living under grace stay tuned for more of our content as we dive even deeper with the time that we're in uh, we had like a whole litany of things to talk about and then everything Wait, we didn't even shifted. have a legit topic Today we just kind of died. We just dove right in. Like I mean, because it's it's something that's been boiling with us for since the beginning. And um, right. I don't know. Yeah, we got to do better as a whole, people. We do. We're, we're a joke. Other countries look at us like a joke. I do. And that's do. sad. And that's sad. It's sad because also too, it's like. Like I was saying before, like we fall into my grandfather was saying this too when I was a kid, like don't fall into the trap, like do what you're supposed to do, get your education, stop playing around, stop and he would say it worse than what I'm saying it right now, but stop blinking around, do what you gotta do, handle your business. And I never understood it until I became a full on adult. I was like, This is what he was talking about, handle your business because you don't know when the rug will be taken from underneath you and you got to have something to stand on. Period. If you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus is what he said, then stand on that and work it and make it work for you and do it for your family. And, you know, and X, Y, and Z have something to be, have a sure foundation. And that's what we got to teach our kids, man. We got to teach our kids like, and be able to, I want to be able to be in a position where we are able to cover our kids even when they're older. So they don't have to worry about, you know, if they say, mom, dad, you know, I'm having an issue. If I got it, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want them out here with their out to the wind and they get caught up in something and they can't get out of it because they didn't have it. No, we got to be able to provide and create generational wealth. So that way they can start owning property. And start some stuff. Have something to live for. Something I thought about that we are raised um, that America is this melting pot, you know. Please. Um, But I think that backs the whole "I don't see color" thing. It's not a melting pot. America should be a salad. You can see every individual thing in a salad. You know what I mean? 
But well, that's because the melting pot wasn't for us. Good. We weren't in that melting pot. Supposedly, we were taught that we were. Mm, I don't well, see it. <laughs> we were the. We were, please don't get me started on that. Well, I said that to say we should be a salad. A tossed salad. <laughs> what kind of salad? Okay. An antipasta salad? No. Okay, Jay's hungry. I yeah, am like, hungry. I haven't eaten today. Um, <laughs> Figure it out. Listen, listen. You listen to the plug. <laughs> I'm going to need you to sign off at one time. Jesus. Jay talking about tossing salads. All right. Bye. Uh, Excuse you. (laughs) Uh, uh, Whoa. Whoa. Time out. Nobody said nothing about tossing those salads. Why are you? You just said a tossed salad. Your gutter mind is all. Jay, you legit. Run the the tape back. You just said a tossed salad. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Oh gosh! Until next time, you're listening to the plug. People living. Is there something else you want to add to this? Because yes, I feel like next, the next episode is gonna be good, y'all. We got this couple that we went to high school with, who's still together after all these years. All these years. I'm excited about it. So make sure y'all tune in. It's gonna be good. All these years, people living under grace. We out. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of the plug a subsidiary of Celebrate Jesus Initiative, copyright 2020.